You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 36. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Happy Thursday, guys. Today is a full edition of The Lively Show. For those who may have listened on Tuesday to the mini edition of The Lively Show where I spoke about three tips for when you're feeling overwhelmed, thank you so much for all of your support. I got tons of comments and emails saying that you guys loved it. So I'm going to make sure that when I'm going forward, I'll keep that in mind and I'm no longer going to have some specific routine. I know I continue to plan on sharing something on Tuesdays, whether it's a mini episode or post will depend on how I'm feeling that day or the specific topic I want to share. So thank you guys so much. And if you haven't listened to it, please go over to episode 35. It's less than 10 minutes long. And a lot of people said it was very helpful talking very openly about where I was with the overwhelm in my life and the three lessons I've learned through that experience. And today's episode, I am so excited about I have been following Caroline Rector's blog, Unfancy, for a while now, and I'm obsessed. It's unun-fancy.com. Caroline is a minimalist fashion blogger who lives with a capsule collection wardrobe of 37 pieces that she switches out every three months. And in her blog, she shows the different outfits she creates with those 37 pieces. And those pieces include shoes, guys. It's crazy and awesome all at the same time. So I knew after reading her blog from start to finish, <laughs> and I actually, by the way, need to thank Shirley for suggesting and reaching out about Caroline and her blog in the first place. In this episode, Caroline and I are going deep in the beginning. We're going to be talking about her negative thought patterns and the mainstream media messages that really held her back for many years in her life and how she slowly overcame them. This is a really practical experience that she shares very vulnerably and warning, it involves breasts. So if you're listening with little ones or you don't want to listen to anything about breasts and the mainstream media and how they believe about it, maybe that first part of the show you might want to skip. And also, we're going to be talking more specifically about how to create a capsule wardrobe and what they are. As I've said, Caroline's is pretty much no shopping for three months. She lives with these same 37 pieces and mixes and matches them and then changes out that wardrobe in the next three months. So she basically has four seasonal wardrobes. We'll talk about how it came about, how she got to it, and how it's really changed her as a person. And Really, what I'm excited about is the step-by-step guide so that we all can do this in our wardrobes, even tonight. Last but not least, Caroline will also give her recommendations for those who have full-time jobs or two separate roles like mother and corporate person. So if you have two different wardrobes, don't worry, we are going to address that as well. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much, Caroline, for coming on the show. As you know, I'm now an avid blog reader fan of yours. I've read your entire blog from start to finish as of like a week ago. Oh my gosh, Jess. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have fun today and talk about clothes. But before we get there, let's start with your background. Tell us how you got to where you are. Oh, goodness. So I first just have to laugh because I never saw myself becoming a style blogger. Pretty much no one else in the world ever saw it coming either because I had terrible style for like my entire life. (laughs) Really? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. In college, like, oh, oh, I I wore like men's 
cargo camo shorts and like leg warmers together. And wait, why? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I was like an individual, I guess. Creative expression. Yeah. Unrelated note. Uh, didn't date a lot in college, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah. So so here I am now. 2014 self and I'm blogging about style every day with just a lot of joy and passion to it. And so the the journey from getting from leg warmers and men's cargo shorts to style blogging is an interesting one. There's two sides to the journey. There's sort of the internal side and, and then I guess the external side of how it actually happened. To start with the internal side, I'm just really fascinated with this idea of style being a way to just play with possibility, a way to sort of like bend our reality, I guess. It sounds very matrixy. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't mean for it to. I actually said I, I want it to sound like, you know, subtle and interesting. Just a way of like shifting things just a little bit. Because when we change our reflection in the mirror, what we see, we are kind we're having to kind of change the way that we see ourselves. By changing the way that we see ourselves, we can kind of actually start to like feel and act a little bit differently. Really? So is that why you started changing how you dressed originally? Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> we'll get there. But I was in, in a serious, insecure and unsure phase of my life. And it was, it was one external way that I could sort of almost take charge of and be like, well, I don't feel this way, but at least I can look this way, you know, and that kind of actually made some elbow room for some positive thought to come in. You know that feeling when you put on like a great dress or like a killer pair of jeans, it feels different and you you feel good. And so suddenly when I would put on clothes that fit, I felt a little bit better about what I saw in the mirror and that created that little bit of space for me to be kind to myself, you know? Were you not being kind to yourself beforehand? No, I guess, to be honest, I've always struggled with being a negative person and um, a person who is just down on herself a lot. I didn't really believe in myself or give myself any credit. And I definitely bought into a lot of toxic beliefs, you know, just like I'm not beautiful, I'm not enough, that kind of stuff. But I found that the, the more I made that little bit of space for my, myself to be kind to myself, the easier it was to actually like see the virtue in, in who I was and see the beauty in my body. And, you know, it's not perfect, but we all have these things to ourselves that make us who we are and contribute to our beautifully crafted, like miraculous bodies. So yeah, I was, I was just super, super fascinated with that idea. And then I just am also really fascinated with this idea, like I kind of mentioned, like sort of bending reality, sort of just examining reality or questioning it, pushing against it a little bit, seeing if it holds up. There are messages that we hear all the time and we believe, but are they true? Are they worth believing? (laughs) So what was one of the beliefs that you had beforehand that you tested? We could go either like kind of deep or like really deep. Which one do you feel like going into? I'm okay with going into both. Let's start with kind of deep. So one is like new stuff makes you happy. And that's where I had to like realize that I had a problem with shopping and actually new stuff didn't make me happy. 
I needed a lot of other things uh, to make me happy, like relationships and pressing into my own character and growing that. It wasn't stuff to go deeper. (laughs) Uh, My issue has always been thinking that small boobs aren't pretty. (laughs) Really? There you go. Yep. So that's the deep. Okay. So tell me more. Okay. I don't know. This is okay to talk about on the show. Yes. I think we haven't touched on breasts yet. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. But but, (laughs) let's go there. Okay. So um, I definitely always struggled because I am a very small-chested girl. I felt like that wasn't pretty. All these messages in the media, like mainstream culture, just kind of tell you boobs are sexy, like boobs are what make a girl a girl. And so I didn't really have a lot of that. And so I was like, well, I must not be that beautiful or even that girly. So yeah, these messages that we kind of like buy into or like getting older sucks. That's kind of a a message that's out there. So how did you address the the small boobs? How did I address the small boobs? Because you were saying this kind of comes from altering or questioning reality. So that's a really, that's a really good question, actually. So now that I'm thinking about it, you know how in the first Batman movie, Bruce is like facing his fear of these bats and he's crouched down in this dark cave and the bats are swarming like all around him and it's madness. He slowly unfolds and stands up straight and the music swells and he takes this deep breath and he's okay. I love that mental image and I feel like that's kind of what I went through in this, like getting over these messages. You know, it's like the perfect picture of the swarm of messages around us. I had to kind of find my feet in the middle of this swarming that I felt was going on. Like, you know, these messages, you're only pretty if. And I had to take the deep breath and unfold and stand up straight and face them and basically just identify where is this message coming from? And then deciding, am I going to believe this? For me, like so much of the messages came from like, is it cheesy to say mainstream media? From commercials, television shows and yeah. And, and just in movies, what the rest of the world kind of seemed to like. So it wasn't your friends or family. It was just the general media. Yeah. Sadly enough. Yeah. I feel like I I'm a person who can be very influenced by the general consensus of things, which is a super dangerous place to be, I will admit. That's why I think it's so important to be able to kind of have that mental image of like standing up in the in the swarm of messages. So many of the messages out there aren't true, like small boobs aren't pretty. That's actually not true. But I would buy into it and it would define my reality and change the way I lived, you know, and so I would not feel as pretty. And it, it just, you know, it would come out on a lot of things. So it was so important for me to identify where it came from and then actively decide if I was going to believe it. And if I was going to believe it, okay, that's fine. But if I'm not going to believe it, then it's in that moment, I decided not to believe it. I am really not going to readdress it, you know, and of course, the insecurity always comes up again. But I'm like, you know what, I decided not to believe that. So I'm, I'm just moving on. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm working with my students in Life with Intention Online right now, my class, and we're talking about the ego and the difference. And and what you're saying is, yeah, is the ego's telling you this thought and you've just decided to stop paying attention or acting, more importantly, on the voice that continues to present this belief that you're no longer acting on. Yes. Yeah. That is a beautiful way to say it. 
Okay, so was there any specific Batman moment for you where you actually feel like you had a turning point or was it a general small baby step at a time, gradual progression? Yeah, that's such a good question because I feel like it's like you want the actual like Batman moment that you can point to, but it's kind of a a bunch of Batman moments stacked on top of each other. You may have felt it once, like you're like, okay, I'm going to be free of this. I'm going to decide, you know, who, who's telling me this? Okay, it's the media. Well, are they right? No. Am I going to believe it? No. Is there another way? Yes. <laughs> and pressing into that. But then, of course, you're going to get, you're going to get hit again. And I mean, I don't want to sound super negative, but there, there's a good chance that you're going to have those insecure feelings again. But then it's just a matter of standing up again, doing the process again, asking who, who said this? Am I going to believe it? So is there a specific thought that you have that I call them the autoresponders, <laughs> that you respond to that thought when it pops up with a better, more empowering belief? It's actually funny because I know I keep harping on this Batman thing, but I'm a really visual person. And so it's easier for me to actually have a mental picture than to like tell myself something. And so that's actually the mental picture that I go to is this sort of like, flapping around in craziness. And, and yet, like, I can stand in the middle of it. It's not about, like, removing myself from the swarming because you can't always completely get rid of it, but you can stand up in the middle of it. I love that. I call it build, finding a ladder to help you get over. But I love your idea of just, like, being still and letting it swarm and you stay still and you just watch it without acting. That's beautiful. Yeah, and you, and you know you're okay. Tell me how this all gets you to unfancy and to a, to a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> so last year, I was at a place in life where I was just really searching. I had just wrapped up a seven-year career as a wedding photographer, and I was ready for something else. I was ready for a new adventure, which is exciting. You know, anytime you, you have that freedom, it's super exciting, and you're like ready to start something new. But that really great, exciting revelation was followed by four months of the in-between time. <laughs> the time when you wake up in the morning and you don't really have purpose and you don't really have direction and you don't really have passion. You don't know what you're going to do, but you do have a bunch of questions and a bunch of fear. So yeah, four months of that. During that time, I started kind of like tinkering around with style. It felt like something that I could, quote unquote, figure out in this time of kind of uncertainty. I actually struggled to find good style inspiration that was attainable, like budget friendly, and then like grocery store friendly. What is grocery store friendly? Just something that like a normal gal would wear every day. You know what I mean? Like Austin is a super casual town and just something, something casual, but put together, but not like six inch heels. Like all the blogs that I looked at, I found really cool style, but it was crazy fancy clothes or crazy expensive clothes or super loud clothes that weren't anything close to like what I as a normal human girl (laughs) would wear. So yeah, and at the same time, I stumbled upon this idea of capsule wardrobes, which is actually from the 70s. And it's basically just the idea behind it is it's a mini wardrobe that mixes and matches. And my inner type A just rejoiced when I found this idea because I was like, I can do that. You know, I don't have to have a ton of money because it's a limited amount of items in my closet. So I I was just 
elated at finding this idea. I just have to give some major love to these ladies who introduced me to this because they changed my life. One of them is Anushka of the blog Into Mind. And then Courtney is the creator of Project 333 and the blog Be More With Less. Check them out. They're amazing. Totally love them so much. And they're completely what introduced me to this idea of capsule wardrobe. So I had this idea, this kind of crazy idea to take a fashion blog and mesh it with minimalism. And I'll never forget the the day that I kind of came up with this idea. It was actually in February of this year. And I'm an avid journaler. I've journaled all of my life. And I remember like sitting down, starting this journal entry to try and talk myself out of it. Really? <laughs> yes. Because I just, I, like I said at the beginning, like I was cracking up me, like talking about fashion, like I don't know anything about fashion. But the more I journaled, just the more excited I got, the more realistic it seemed. I had been blogging as a photographer for the last seven years. So, you know, I knew a thing or two about the basics of blogging. My husband had been uh, photographing with me. And so he, I'm sure I could like wrangle him into taking the pictures. I felt like I had a kind of unique perspective, like a, a regular girl with a regular budget. And then a few days later, I went to go get burgers with some girlfriends of mine. I told them about it, but I was also hoping that they would kind of talk me out of it. I couldn't even say the words fashion blog with a straight face because I'm just so not fashiony. But my friends were like, you should do it. And so <laughs> about a month later, I started. <laughs> Why 37 pieces? Because all of your capsule collections have 37 pieces in them. Yes. Honestly, like I, I really just like the way that the number breaks up. I usually start with shoes, first of all, because shoes can really change how an outfit looks. So I knew I wanted like nine pairs of shoes. And then I knew I wanted nine bottoms, three pairs of pants, three skirts, three pairs of shorts or something like that. I just liked this idea of like working with nines and threes. Then kind of moving into tops, I liked the idea of having 15 tops. Like I felt like that was enough. It was not a ton, but it was definitely enough. And then I had four pieces left over for like kind of dresses or jackets. And to me, it just felt like the perfect amount. It's actually like a lot of people feel like it's such a tiny amount. And it actually is a pretty generous number, especially because you're changing it out every three months and giving yourself like, you know, you're taking a breath and giving yourself some new stuff to work with. So that's why 37, honestly, I just liked how it broke down. But I encourage everyone, it's not about this number 37. I want everyone to find the number that works for them. The point isn't to get caught up on rules. The point isn't to get caught up on rules. It's just to try something new if you're unhappy with what's going on in your closet right now. Just to recap for everyone that doesn't know, because I've read the whole blog, so I know the whole thing, but 37 pieces is what you chose, but you can pick any number you like, and you do not include accessories or handbags in that grouping of things. Correct. And you only wear the same capsule wardrobe for three months, and then you change it out, carrying some pieces over and leaving others for the next seasons, or I guess the year later's capsule collection, correct? Exactly. How does shopping work? How does that factor in? 
Good question. So, okay, this is my first year doing this. So I've called it like my building year. So I'm definitely buying a lot more than I would hope to be buying in the next few years. My main goal is to create these four really awesome wardrobes, and then I can just pull them out next year. They're ready to go. They're beautiful. I can swap out a few pieces if I want to, like kind of get some updated pieces or some trendier pieces in there, but not very many. I'm thinking like four to six pieces or something like that. With a fashion blog, do you ever worry that when you get to season two or year two that it's going to be a little bit of the same old stuff? How do you feel about that? Yeah, you bring up such a good point. I think about that all the time, actually. And my answer to it right now is just that I feel like as things go along, the blog is going to evolve and I'm going to have the answer when the time is right. Very intuitive. That's very beautiful, actually. I love that answer. That's the only answer you ever need. It's very unlike me, to be honest. Like I used to really struggle with planning and needing an answer and needing a path. And I feel like Unfancy has actually helped me calm down in that approach and kind of just relax and be like, you know what? The answer is going to come whenever it comes. I, I don't have it right now, but I'll figure it out when I need to. I love that, the courage it took to just say that, right? You're going to figure it out when you need to. Take me back to February and what your wardrobe looked like before doing this process. Where was it at? Was it, did you have a ton of clothes? Did you have to donate a bunch? What did you do with it all? Basically, I started actually my first capsule in November of 2013. And so you'll kind of notice my first capsule isn't really anywhere on the blog. And it's sort of this, you know, ambiguous, I refer to it sometimes, but it's like kept in the dark kind of thing. I actually, I don't purposefully keep it in the dark. But at the time, I didn't know that I was going to be blogging about this. And I didn't document any of it. So I actually started my first capsule in November. So what I did, my husband and I were just trying to be super smart financially. And we just didn't have any money to be spending on clothes. So I actually didn't buy a single new piece for my very first capsule wardrobe. I just pared down what I had. That was kind of the main freedom that I found was from from paring things down. I uh, pared down what I had into 37 little pieces. And honestly, they were pretty terrible. Like they didn't really go together. They weren't really my style. But again, I didn't buy anything new. So it really wasn't a choice. It wasn't necessarily for personal style sake. It was more like, I have a shopping problem and this needs to be curbed and I need to go for an extended period of time without shopping. That's what my first one looked like. Did you have more than 37 pieces originally? And what did you do with the extras? Yes, I did have more than 37 originally. I actually didn't have a whole lot more. In general, I'm a pretty minimalistic type person. I just, I really don't like clutter. I really don't like a lot of stuff. I can't quite remember how many pieces I had, but I feel like, I mean, I must have had like 75 or more, maybe 80. I donated a lot of it. Some of it I sold on eBay trying to like, (laughs) you know, make some money for the family. Yeah, a lot of it was donated to Goodwill. And then a few pieces um, I also intentionally gave to some friends that I knew that they would love the style or something like that. Did you end up with any extras for the next capsule or did you only save the 37 you needed for that capsule alone? Yes, I did save some for the like the following fall. And actually a few of those I'm really excited because They've been pulled out into my current fall capsule wardrobe. I have this really great like kind of wine Merlot colored sweater. And that one was from last year. And so I was like, 
oh, great to see you again. And it was kind of encouragement because I was like, well, it worked with these few pieces that I actually did keep from when I purged my closet the first time. And so that was encouraging. (laughs) How do you approach these capsules now that you've gone through it a few times? So if we're thinking about doing this ourselves, and I have, I have to admit, I don't have 37, but I did get it down to 37. And then I added some things back in as optional, like additional tank tops and t-shirts in different colors in case I got really bored. I have to say, I've tried this, but what would you suggest for people that want to do this like tonight, for example? Okay. So my favorite thing about this is the process of kind of cleaning out your closet because so often I feel like we go into our closets, we start really fired up. We're like, I'm going to clean out my closet. And then you start looking at a piece and you're like, well, um, you know, I, I, I would wear this if, you know, if I had this piece to go with it or if this fit just a little bit differently, you start kind of losing clarity. It's, it's not an instant. Yes. No, I can confidently say, you know, I'm going to keep you and I'm going to toss you out. Like (laughs) you walk into your closet and it gets cloudy very, very quickly. So my favorite thing to do is to actually start and take everything out of your closet. People are like, really? Everything? Like, do I have to do this? Like, it's going to be so much work and I'm going to have to clean. And, but yes, take out everything, lay it on your bed and then start making a couple of piles. The piles that I would suggest making are a, I love it and I would wear it right now. The ones that you just immediately are like, yes, you have clarity on those and then create a maybe pile. And so this is for all those pieces that you're like, well, I like it, but the color's a little off, or I like it, but it just doesn't quite fit right, or I like it, but I haven't worn it in like five years, but it, it means something to me, you know, so this is your maybe pile. And then also have like a definite no pile. The definite no pile is probably going to be pretty tiny because it's hard to, it's hard to categorize your clothes in like definite no's, you know, because you have feelings attached to it. Like you're like, I spent good money on this. Like I can't let it go, that kind of thing. But if you do have a few no pieces, put them in your no pile. Um, And then I also suggest making kind of like a seasonal pile because like I mentioned before, a few of the pieces that I took out of my closet weren't appropriate for the season, but they would definitely be appropriate next summer, that kind of thing. So it's not about just getting rid of everything until you only have 37 pieces. A lot of it you can put in storage, like, you know, the seasonal stuff, the seasonal pile, you're going to put that in storage. And then for people who definitely are like, I can't throw away all these clothes, not throw away. I can't get rid of all these clothes. The maybe pile you can also put in storage. And that kind of gives you a safety net because you can always go back and get it out of the box. But the great thing is you probably actually won't. (laughs) And then if it's still in the box in a few months, you can know that, okay, it's okay. I can let these pieces go. Okay. So then once we've done that, what do we do then? We just start wearing whatever we've got left? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let yourself do this on a curve, you know, like you don't have to do it all at once because that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. But yeah, your love it pile go ahead and, you know, take that, put it back in your closet and then kind of just assess what's left. What do you have a lot of? What do you not have any of? Basically at this point, it's time to plan and time to shop. So I created a capsule wardrobe planner actually, that if you follow this planner, for me at least, it's always given me clarity as I go. 
And again, you start writing and you're like, I don't know what my style is. I don't know what I need. But as you go through each section, you get a little bit more clarity. You're a little bit more sure. And then finally, at the end of it, you're like, okay, I have a budget. I have a shopping list and I know what I need. We'll link to it in the show notes so people can get it. Do you wear the same outfits over and over again throughout those three months? I do. So the point of the blog is to show how much you can do with a a small amount of stuff. I usually do end up wearing each of these outfits at least once. But you know, like sometimes during your day, it's like you have stuff that's appropriate for, you know, your errands and your grocery store runs. And then you have things that are appropriate for going out to dinner or hanging out with friends, that kind of thing. I feel like my grocery store errand running outfits would just be on repeat constantly because I loved this pair of shorts and this top, you know, that kind of thing. What's going on with shopping here? So like, are we shopping during this time? Are we not shopping? What if you find something you want? What do you do with that? (laughs) Okay, this is tricky. Basically, the idea is to not shop for three months. The first time I did this, I'll never forget. It was a beast. I had such a hard time and I definitely caved. I will admit it. But the goal is to just try not to shop because you kind of don't, well, let me say this. I at least didn't realize how much time and mental energy I was putting into shopping. When I kind of had that waking up moment and realized that, I was like, you know what, I want that time back. And I want that time back for something more important. Spending time with my husband or like calling my mom or meeting new friends or, you know, just resting like health. (laughs) Yeah. So how much time did you save by not shopping? I could, I cannot tell you how much time I shopped. I'm sure it was hours upon hours because I really did struggle with shopping. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get scientific with it. I, I probably went shopping before doing a capsule wardrobe or before choosing to live with a capsule wardrobe. I probably went shopping at least, ugh, three hours a week. Oh my gosh. Can I even admit that? Really? So where was the time going or how did it break down? When I was shopping? Yeah, like, were you shopping online for three hours? Like, how did you, how do you get the number three? I would just, I would go out. Like, I never, I rarely shop online, even still. And so it was kind of this, I don't know, I would just be having a bad day or something and feel this need to kind of feel better, I guess. And I would use shopping as my way to feel better. But ironically, it didn't help. I would always come back home even more frustrated because I feel like shopping for me was more of a time suck than an actual money suck because I, a lot of the time would come back and I wouldn't have bought anything because I couldn't make a decision. And so then I would feel stressed and down on myself because I was like, oh, I spent all this time and I couldn't even make a decision. Anyway, it's messy. It's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do when you stop shopping to help when those feelings of anxiety or stress came up? They came up so many times. It was was all the time. For one thing, I I realized that the best thing I can do is get rid of any sort of temptation. And so I went through and I unsubscribed from every single email that I received from like any store that I loved. Definitely said no to looking at magazines or buying magazines, you know, or bringing them into my house. And then I also, I had to limit my time on Pinterest very intentionally with a timer 
and stuff because I would just, you know, I'd kind of let myself get sucked into it. And that was one of my biggest temptation spots. And then I also like unsubscribed from a bunch of fashion blogs. Like I just had to get the temptation away. My own heart would want it anyway. But if I could do the best I could to minimize the external influences, then that at least helped me get to a point. And then I actually, I did find a lot of joy in um, anytime I would feel an urge to shop, I would instead try to teach myself a new way of doing my hair because it had to do with this kind of like the way you look and the way you feel and being beautiful and all this stuff, but it didn't cost anything. I was always the person that was like, I have the worst hair. So I decided I was like, you know what, I bet I could actually learn to do something with my hair if I spend some time on it. I found the same thing. I remember reading your blog at one point. You said, yeah, you like learned how to do a messy braid or something one day instead of going shopping. And I actually, the first day I tried your capsule idea, I made a bun because my outfit was like pretty straightforward. I didn't have to think. I didn't have to make that decision across like so many pieces of clothing. So putting the hair in a bun was something I normally wouldn't have bothered to do, but it made it feel just that much different. So I can totally understand and relate to your idea about the hairstyles and expressing yourself in that way in different styles too. That's really smart. So how has this affected other aspects of your life? Oh, goodness. In every way possible and in the best way possible. For me, you know, like I mentioned, I just really struggled with shopping and wanting it to sort of like fill this void. Yeah, the first three months of going without shopping were incredibly hard because I had to face, I had to get quiet with myself and I had to face those urges, like, why was it that I was trying so hard to like bury myself in shopping? What was I trying to escape? What was the deal here? Facing those issues was hard, but if I hadn't have faced them, I wouldn't have grown, you know? And I feel like now, this year, like 2014, has been like my year. Just in, in every way, I, I feel healthier, mind, body, and soul, and just much more balanced, more sure of myself and less likely to be influenced by, you know, just whoever with a message you know, swarming around, like we mentioned before. So I feel like in general, my life has just quieted down in a way, in the best way. And I feel much more peaceful and secure in who I am, which is very strange because, you know, this is just clothes and shopping and style that we're talking about. But it was kind of the gateway that allowed me to then start exploring, well, what about like things in the house? Like what about the way I'm spending my time? Like kind of seeing things in this way that if you sort of limit, if you give yourself like a framework to work in, what can you do within that framework? And it, it usually ends up being so much more because you feel the freedom to work within that and you don't feel so overwhelmed by all that you could do, but you just have a clear idea of what you can do in this certain framework. That's beautiful. It's like, what can you do with the resources you have? And it puts this constraint on it that's not necessarily um, constraining, but more liberating. And it gets rid of the what ifs and just says, let's look with what we've got. Isn't that interesting about how in our own lives with decision making, we could do the same with the present moment if we could rein our mental focus away from the past or the future, but just say, let me give all the creativity I can to this moment without having to be so dictated by the past or the future. Yes, I love that. 
And that's why you're able to be present with your wardrobe and not worry about the blog a year from now because the answer will come a year from now. But for you to give more attention to that future point takes away any energy that you give to your blog now and to the readers now. Right. Let's have a conversation about the people out there that have to have two different wardrobes, one for work and one for home. What do you suggest for people that are considering capsule collections in that situation? Yeah. So the entire idea behind Unfancy or my entire motivation is helping people create solutions for their own life. And so while I have, you know, this sort of 37 piece wardrobe and these rules, this kind of thing, and it's a great starting point for people, my hope is that people will take it and apply it to their own life and come up with a different creative solution, you know, and hopefully share it with all of us so we can all learn from it too. I think one of the best things that you can do as, as a person who, um, has two, you know, sort of drastically different lifestyles, you know, for example, maybe like you're a mom, but you're, you also have a job in corporate, you know, the best thing to do is just say, okay, well, this is my, this is my life. And I have kind of two different lives here. So I'm going to make two different capsule wardrobes. If that seems overwhelming or a little daunting, um, you can always start with a smaller number in each capsule and then like build slowly, or if not, you can just, you know, go, go straight in, figure out the number that works for you. But yeah, I love this idea of people having more than one capsule wardrobe if their life has two very distinct parts. And actually, while I have my capsule wardrobe for everyday life, I also have like a little capsule wardrobe for my workout gear and my super dress up clothes, which, you know, consists of like two dresses, but you know, still it's there. So yeah, it's, it's all about making it work for you. I believe you have an exciting announcement on this tangent of making it work for you that you wanted to share. Yes. One of the things that I hear most from readers is that they would just love to see kind of a different perspective or someone with a different lifestyle. Like I have a lot of moms reading who are either pregnant or nursing. um, And I also have a lot of people who work in corporate and they're like, you know, my life is a little bit more like dressy and, you know, I love your style, but it doesn't really translate well, I'm really excited to share that starting in 2015, we're going to be opening up Unfancy to collaborators. So you'll get to see and hear from different people from different walks of life, like see their capsule wardrobes, see how they make it work in their life, see what their quote unquote rules are that they're following, um, you know, how many pieces they've decided to have and why, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm super excited. We may even actually start Uh, I'm going to be calling for collaborators starting next week. So hopefully we we may actually have a few like little blog post sneak peeks before 2015, but definitely coming in 2015. I'm so excited about that. That is exciting. I think that's going to really open up this audience, like you said, for people that are moms or people that have jobs and just to see other people's mixing and matching. Because one of the things that I find fascinating about your style is that it's very monochromatic. And so it seems to me to be easier to mix a bunch of things together when the style is so consistent. So I'm curious to see someone that, you know, for example, loves more color or has a different style work within similar constraints and see how they do it. Yes, I'm so excited. I I just have been realizing I want to be able to share more than just, you know, my point of view, because I feel like there are so many different people out here who are doing this so successfully. I want to see how they do it too. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so taking it back to you a little bit more personally, what doubts or resistance have you had to face in your personal life? 
to be honest, it's weird to put pictures of myself out there every day. I feel kind of a little nagging voice um, in the back of my head that's just like, you're not pretty enough or you're not this enough or whatever. And again, it goes back to like being able to hear those thoughts, decide if you're going to listen to and then choose. But it's just, it's a constant process to like teach yourself, retrain yourself to not listen to those things. And so I feel like, honestly, um, maybe my biggest doubt has been maybe like myself or the way that I look or whether or not people will accept me if you know what I mean. (laughs) How do you overcome it when you put those posts together every day? I think that's the beautiful thing about it is that every single day I'm having to do this and having to put myself out there. It's not only the pictures, it's also the writing because I didn't have confidence in my writing voice or my ability to communicate. But the practice of showing up every day and sitting down, uploading these photos, writing this post, that in and of itself has been so beautifully stretching for me. That's what actually helps each time is the practice of just feeling that kind of insecurity but then choosing to do it anyway. I love that. Oh my God, it gives me goosebumps. So, all right, (laughs) what would you tell someone who's just starting out on this journey? For capsule wardrobes, correct? Sure, or a little bit broader if you want, but it definitely works for this. I think there's gonna be a lot of people maybe trying it tonight. (laughs) Okay, okay. So number one, I think, has to do so much with your mindset. Come into it with the idea that this is gonna be fun, that this is meant to be an experiment. It's not a super strict set of rules. It's supposed to be fun. So first of all, just kind of like free your mind up to be like, I'm going to make this fun no matter what it looks like for me. It may look much different than Caroline's. It may not like, but I'm going to have fun with it and enjoy it. It's truly not meant to be a experience in self deprivation. It's not a diet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's just kind of a new way of thinking. It's making some room for kind of a new idea and you never know what can happen when when you make room for those things. So yeah, first of all, just come into it and know that know that you're going to have fun or decide to have fun, I guess <laughs> I should say. The second thing I would say is definitely use a planner. <laughs> My planner that I have on Unfancy, I use it every single time I make a capsule wardrobe. I was actually helping my mom with her wardrobe literally two days ago and I printed it out and I was like scribbling notes on it madly. It helps so much to have some sort of direction because and to have have something that is helping you navigate your inner style because I think so often when we try to figure out our style we go to external sources like Pinterest and magazines and all these things and somehow that just serves to cloud everything but if we can kind of get into our own minds and answer our own questions things really start to come clear. So even if you're doubtful and you're like, yeah, I just, I don't know, start with a planner, answer each section as you go along, and pretty soon you'll like start to have that bit of clarity. And then finally, just the last thing I think I would say, live within this kind of time limit of it. So the whole unfancy experience is supposed to happen within three months. Like you don't shop, you live with this wardrobe for three months. As you start it, be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in, but I'm only going to do it for three months. And it just kind of gives you this freedom, this feeling of if I don't like it, there is a way out kind of thing. And it just sort of takes the pressure off yourself. Like anytime I start like a new habit 
or a new workout routine or I'm trying to eat healthier or I'm trying to do a new workout regimen, like I always start with this idea of putting a time limit on it first. Like, okay, I'm just going to do this for 30 days or I'm just going to do this for 90 days or whatever it is. And it just makes it feel so much more humane, (laughs) I guess. It makes it more of an experiment and it makes it not a permanent decision. You get to see what the outcome and results are and get to choose to act according to what those outcomes and results are later. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much, Caroline, for coming on the show. I'm now even more excited to go back through and maybe pare down a little bit more, maybe a little bit. And uh, (laughs) I hope that those listening take this for what we've shared it to be an awesome experiment to be more creative in your wardrobe. And thank you, Caroline, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Jess. And there you have it. Thank you, Caroline, for coming on the show. And thank you for listening. If you would like to send Caroline a message, you can go over to Twitter. Her handle is at Caroline Joy. And one more thing, guys, before I sign off, I want to do a listener call out. If one of the episodes of The Lively Show, or several, I guess if that applies, have helped you make a big change in your life, please write me and let me know. I'm looking to have a guest on to talk about the impact of one of The Lively Shows in their own lives. So if you'd like to submit your story for consideration, please send me an email at jess at with-intention.com. Again, that's jess at with-intention.com. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you next week. 